Just Our Real Estate, episode number 142. All right, thank you for joining me here on Just Our Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and thank you very much for joining me here today. I'm very excited about it. Before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement. My coaching program for the month of May is officially closed, and I am currently not accepting applications for June just yet. I might retool the program just a little bit. I want to tweak some things and try to improve. You should always try to improve, and I'm going to try to improve this as much as possible. So I'm going to tweak that a little bit. So for now, I'm not taking applications. So the door is completely closed on the coaching program. If you're still interested, you can still go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach and send me a message and let me know you're interested in being put in uh, the waiting list for the next time I reopen that, which will probably be July, but I'm not sure. We'll see. It's not going to be June, but it probably will be July. So look forward uh, to, to doing that. I look forward to uh, to getting that back going again. I just want to make some improvements and tweak it a little bit based on some of the feedback and some things that I, I personally noticed as we were going. And this is, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's a learning experience. Experience for me too. I've never uh, really officially coached anyone. I've mentored people and I've definitely given people advice and spent time talking to them, but an official coaching program I've never done. So it's a learning thing for me too, and I'm having a blast doing it. And it's been very, very successful, but I'm always trying to make things better and I'm always trying to retool them so that they are just adding more and more value. So that's what I'm going to do. If you want to get a hold of me, you can always email me or you can go right to juststartrealestate.com forward slash coach and get a hold of me that way and I'll get you in the waiting list for the next time I reopen it. Okay, let's jump into the show. All right, thank you for joining me on another Quick Point episode. I am excited that you're here. Today I want to talk about cash flow versus appreciation. So I specifically want to discuss the difference and how it relates to buy and hold real estate. I recently had a conversation with one of my coaching students regarding his business and the business that he intends to start and build. And he's in chosen he's chosen rentals. He wants to be um, a, a buy and hold investor, which is awesome. I think that's great. I'm a I'm a flipper primarily. Um, everyone knows I'm getting into buy and hold this year. I'm I'm kind of building some relationships and some partnerships and financing and things like that. But um, rentals is something that I want to do long term. But um, I'm I'm primarily a flipper. But that doesn't mean that that's for everybody. So my coaching students, I advise them to basically you know I try to steer them in the direction of what makes most sense for them. And no doubt about it, for this particular student, buy and hold real estate is what really is what they need and, and, it, and it aligns with their goals. So I am educating him on the difference between cash flow and appreciation models as it relates to his business. So I've spent that, like I said, the first quarter of this year building relationships and getting financing together for buy and hold real estate. And you know, I really had to think about whether or not I was more focused and whether or not I wanted to focus more on cash flow or appreciation. And, you know, this is an issue that's a very, it's at the very forefront of my mind. And, you know, as I move forward here, it's something I'm thinking about quite a bit. As I said, I have a coaching student though that I'm advising about his business and he's in a unique situation because he doesn't need outside funding to build his rental portfolio, right? We should all be so lucky to not need financing or or partners or anybody from the outside. He doesn't need anybody. So he's able to finance all this with in-house money 
And like I said, he has a certain amount of funds available to him. So his issue is that he requires a certain amount of cash flow in order to achieve his goals. He has a cash flow goal that he needs to, that he needs to achieve. So, you know, I don't want to talk specifics regarding this particular person because I've not asked his permission to share his personal story. And it really isn't necessary to go into more detail. You know, it's just the bottom line is his situation is going to make more sense for him to focus on cash flow rather than appreciation because he has a cash flow goal, not an appreciation goal. He has a cash flow goal. So you might be asking, though, why do you have to choose between cash flow and appreciation? And the answer is you don't necessarily have to. You can choose to split the difference and try to find properties that are a good mix of cash flow and appreciation. What I'm suggesting, however, is that there are two opposite ends of the spectrum, right? One being ultimate cash flow, maximum cash flow, and the other is being maximum or ultimate appreciation. It's next to impossible to achieve the maximum appreciation and the maximum cash flow. The two are not necessarily mutually exclusive, but realistically, next to impossible to achieve at the same time. They, it just is. I, I don't know. It, there, there's probably a perfect storm somewhere where you can get both, um, but I would argue that if you're getting maximum uh, appreciation, you're not getting maximum cash flow and vice versa. So I'll give you an example using the area of the country that I live in, the Midwest, specifically Michigan. I think it holds true for most cities and most states. So I'm going to say this probably is is a is something that you'll find in your community as well. But I can speak to my my state and in, in my area for sure. So here in Michigan, it is definitely the case. Usually, in a given city or suburb, there are neighborhoods where it's difficult to sell houses, and there's very little, if any, appreciation historically. These would be neighborhoods that I would say are better for cash flow. Generally speaking, these are cash flow rental neighborhoods. Because there's very little appreciation, house prices tend to be much lower in these neighborhoods, hence better cash flow. It is true that because the houses cost much less, the rents are also going to be a little bit lower but not usually proportionally so. In other words, if I buy a house for $50,000 in a non-appreciation type neighborhood and I rent it for $800 a month, that doesn't mean that if I move a few neighborhoods over and buy a house for $100,000 double, that I'll be able to rent it for $1,600 a month. In fact, usually I would only be able to rent the $100,000 house for about $950 to maybe maximum $1,100 per month. So the cash flow is going to be much better with the $50,000 house. You don't get double cash flow because you double in price. That's just not the way it works. However, even those houses even though they'll cash flow well, the cheaper houses, they're never going to be worth much more than what you paid for them. So if appreciation is your goal, then you're probably going to end up spending a little bit more money to own properties in desirable neighborhoods or more desirable neighborhoods. You may not enjoy the same net cash flow per month, but over the long term, your house will appreciate very well. 
So generally speaking, cash flow models work better if the investor does not intend to hold the real estate for more than 10, maybe 15 years, or, or maybe even less, right? Maybe they only gonna hold it for five to 10 years, right? So in that instance, you're not gonna get much appreciation anyway, you're better off going for maximum cash flow. If you're gonna hold the house though for more than 15 years, let's say maybe even 20 or 30 years, then an appreciation model might be more in line with your long-term goals. Ultimately, it comes down to personal opinion, honestly. Both models are valid. I'm not here to, to say one's good or one's bad. It really depends on your situation and your goals and, and you know what, what you have going on. So like I said, both models are valid, but as an investor, you should understand the type of property that you're purchasing and what its potential is in the long term or the short short term if that's your if that's your plan to keep it short term so these are just some things to think about if you're going to purchase buy and hold real estate if you want to be a landlord buy rentals these are some of the things that you need to consider and these are the things that i'm helping advise and coach my students on so that when they buy properties if they're going to do buy and hold they know exactly what they're getting into and they know you know if they have a certain goal they know if they're if they're reaching those goals based on the houses that they're purchasing, if that makes any sense. So these are the kind of things you need to think about. Please, please think about them because buy and hold real estate is a long-term play. You can't afford to make a bunch and bunch of mistakes on the type of houses you're buying and expect things to work out in the end. You need to buy smart and you need to have a plan. Okay, that's all I have for today. Okay, guys, one last thing before we go. I would just like to ask, if you're enjoying this podcast, if you're really getting something out of it, if you think it provides value, then please go to iTunes and give me a rating and review. It helps me out a ton. It helps me reach more people. It allows me to help more people, and that's really what I'm trying to do here is help people. I'm trying to answer questions and and provide as much value as I can. And the best way for me to reach more people and to really provide value is for you to go and give me a rating and review. iTunes puts a ton, a ton of weight on that, and I really would appreciate it. Until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. 